Nothing piques the interest uh, in football like the quarterback race among fans and media. You throw in the fact that it's Alabama, and certainly there's a lot of anticipation of can Alabama get back to the top? Will they get back to the top? Is Georgia there to stay? Lots of discussion this offseason and this early fall camp heading in that direction. So we're going to analyze the Alabama quarterback situation, who's maybe got the inside track, maybe who uh, analysis of all three and how it plays out most likely during the season, depending upon injuries, of course, and what have you. So that is the t- today's topic on the Landry Football Podcast. Uh, on the Landry Football Podcast Network, a reminder to make sure that you don't miss any of our football content on anything related to football. The college game, the pro game, we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. But we also have it here in the Landry Football Podcast Network. For free, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, reminder, you can get detailed breakdowns on uh, the game of football, college football, NFL, as I mentioned, um, on LandryFootball.com. If it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes, folks, the front office evaluation, the coaching evaluation, player evaluation, we give you a coaching, scouting, and front office perspective. That's been my background in the college game and the pro game uh, now for uh, going on 40 years. So you can get the best information, the best analysis on the game of football, college football, NFL, over at LandryFootball.com. Make sure that you take advantage of our football season sale that we have going on. We've rolled back the prices to give you the best deal that we can. Folks, if you try it out for a month, um, it's less than $10 a month. You try it out for six months, it's cheaper than that. If you take advantage of the football season sale, it's even cheaper still. So make sure that you check out LandryFootball.com today. You won't regret it. So the Alabama quarterback situation. Got Jalen Milrow played last year. Ty Simpson, who's a guy you may not know as much about, but is a five-star outstanding talent. Tyler Buckner's come over uh, from Notre Dame where he played for Tommy Reese, the new offensive coordinator for Alabama. Yes, it's an intriguing um, discussion. It's no different than any other quarterback race uh, or, you know, that maybe has two or three folks that are competing for the spot. We'll go into it. At the end of the day, the opportunity in Nick Saban's offense and in his system is who can kind of, he uses the term win the team. Basically what it means is who makes the best decisions? Who knows what he's doing out there the best? Who can make decisions at the line of scrimmage correctly, limit the mistakes? You see, Alabama is in a position where more often than not, they're going to win games because they have the talent to do so. The only issue is, are they going to make the mistakes that are going to cause their chances to win games be reduced? And so it is not about the guy that can make the best plays or the most explosive plays. It's the guy that can make the best decisions. Now, if you look at the Alabama offense under Bryce Young, under Tua, and in between that, Mac Jones, 
they asked a lot of the quarterback, particularly with Tua and Bryce Young. In essence, the quarterback was kind of carrying the team. The passing game, the explosive offense, is what Alabama focused on. Now, to be quite honest, it's taken away some of the physicality off of this Alabama team and program. And so they've been replaced by Georgia as not only the best team in the SEC, but the reason that Georgia's been the best program in the SEC is that they're the more physical team. They're the better line of scrimmage team. They're the better and deeper defensive team. They're better and more physical running the football. That's what Alabama used to be. Georgia is now that. For Alabama, one of the things we've discussed, and I've mentioned it to Nick and having discussions with him in the spring, is my observation of what's happened to the program is just that. It's not that Alabama's not been great. It has been. It just fallen a little bit behind Georgia. I think the desire to get back to the more physical approach is seeing what Georgia has done, one. And two, while I think there's talent among the quarterback position at Alabama, it's not to the level of Tua or Bryce Young, which is kind of hard to do. And even if you can do it, it puts a whole lot of pressure on keeping that guy healthy and the pieces around the quarterback to make the, you know, the passing game go put so much pressure on that and quite frankly limits you to where you got to win a shootout game against Tennessee. You got to win a shootout game against LSU. And you didn't. You got to find a way to win a shootout game against A&M in, in Texas. Alabama was, in my opinion, the more overall talented team than Tennessee or LSU, but couldn't get it done because of the fact they weren't well-rounded. They struggled to win some other games that should not have been as challenging, but they found a way to win them, but not in the way that you normally see Alabama do it. And so I think that they're going to make some changes. Now, what does it mean for the position? Uh, Jalen Milrow was the guy that started in absence of Bryce Young's injury last year. He is um, a playmaker as a runner. He's not very good as a passer, not very consistent. Can he throw the football? Yes. But I think you have to really be a dominant run team in order to create spacing and coverage for him to be successful. Alabama, as I just mentioned, hasn't been as explosive running the football, as physical running the football. And therefore, with a spread offense, that's not what this guy will do well. He's not going to be able to get the ball out on time and throw it as accurately as you need to. So you're going to have to be able to run the football where you create spacing, where you have opportunities in play action passing. Um, But he's physical. He's strong. And, you know, he's played well and has moments against Arkansas and A&M. but he's got mobility, and I think he's going to have an impact. Could he start early in the year? He could. Could they win with him? Yes. Um, can they win everything with him at quarterback by the end of the year? No. I think that would expose them in the latter part of the season in the bigger games. But I do think 
that he could win in the earlier stages. And if he develops more as a passer, then we could have a conversation about whether he could do it at a more consistent level down the end of the year. The other thing would be having a package for him, maybe short yardage goal line. That's not necessarily Nick Saban's thing. It's not his ideal way that he'd like to do it, but I think it's something that you have to look at. Dual threat capabilities in short yardage and goal line make some sense. Um, it, it brings to mind what some people thought of with Jalen Hurts. I don't think Milrow has got Jalen Hurts upside as a passer. But if they start to see that and he progresses to where that becomes more of a possibility, then certainly you'd give consideration to, hey, what about this guy being more and more impactful as a dual threat player? Um, Alabama turned it over 16 times last year, and one third of those came from Miro. So if he's going to play, he's going to have to run the football, again, be efficient enough as a passer, but he can't turn the football over. Um, and he turned it over 16 times. I mean, they turned it over 16 times with a third of them being from Milrow in limited action, replacing Bryce Young. So he's going to have to clean things up, no question about it. The best passer of the contenders is Ty Simpson. He's a redshirt freshman. He's 6'2", he's 203. He's got a build that's along the lines of uh, Bryce Young. He's played in four games at Alabama. And it's really about his decision-making, his understanding of the offense, his understanding of responsibilities in the defense. Um, you've got to make good decisions, of course. But in this offense, it's even heightened. Um, Milrow can be dynamic. This guy has to be uh, proficient. He's got to be a precise passer. Um, you know, he's got to be real smart with the football. And, you know, I think he's got the ability to be a very effective passer. Tyler Buckner is, um, is an intriguing guy. Um, I think Ty Simpson once he becomes more proficient in this offense, is going to be the starter. I think if Alabama is going to do any damage at the end of the year, meaning advance and win the SEC championship and advance in the playoffs nationally if they make it, it's going to have to be Ty Simpson. And, and he's going to have to play well as a passer to give them the ability as a dual threat guy. Um, I think that the offense is going to be built more around the run game this year. Um, I think the offensive line can be a strength this year. It's going to have to be. Uh, I think Tyler Buckner is a guy that um, is more of a, you know, um, now, now Ty Simpson's more of a pocket passer that can move. It's not his strength, but he can move. He's more of a passer. 
Tyler Buckner gives um, a better passing skills than Milrow and more mobility than Simpson. But he's not dynamic enough in either way. I, I don't know that he's going to progress progress to the point where he's the guy at the end of the year. If he is, then that probably means that the others are not as good a decision makers. Now, Buckner has played for Tommy Reese, and that's, that's certainly uh, an advantage there. Um, that's kind of how I see it. Um, you know, if you look at it, Buckner's kind of the can do both, maybe not as well as either. Run as well as Milrow, throw as well as Simpson, or as, as accurate as well as Simpson. So I do think that it, it who starts is not as important as who finishes. And I do think that they'll have a package for Milrow, should have a package for Milrow. I think if he develops more as a passer, if Simpson develops more uh, as um, not making decisions in the passing game, then I think that's the way it's going to go. I think it'll be Simpson. But if he can't develop, uh, if, if Merrill can't develop as a passer or Simpson is not as proficient, not as accurate, then Alabama's, you know, not going to go as far as their fan base would like to see him go. Uh, but I do think that their position is maybe a little bit more talented than people think. They've got talent there. Can they develop those guys? Um, but the most important thing, as I, as I said at the beginning, is protecting the football. Uh, they're going to win games, you know, not needing the quarterback to be great. They're going to go back to that. Can they um, play well enough to win games like that during the meat of the schedule or the biggest part of the schedule? Don't know. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I do think that making wild plays is not what they need, and that's what they have relied upon in the past, and that's quite frankly why they've slipped a little bit. Um, I think multiple quarterbacks is is in the cards, and I think it really depends upon how well these guys progress during the course of the year. If I had to guess, I think eventually it's Ty Simpson at the end of the year. I think the best chance of advancing – uh, to a national championship would be if Ty Simpson is developed enough as a passer, because I think that they can run the football, be physical, and Simpson making good decisions and getting the ball, pushing the ball downfield when they need to, it gives them the best dual threat capabilities against the, the highest level teams um, in the country that they're going to need to win a championship. I don't know that they can, I'm not comfortable saying that they can win a championship with Jalen Milrow, unless I see much more improvement substantially as a passer. But I do think Simpson, and I think the use of Milrow in the run package is something that I think we could absolutely see. And then I think Buckner is really an ideal backup quarterback to Isaac. I think he can do both. I think he could run the offense, and I think they could win with him. I don't think they're going to win because of him. That's how I see the quarterback situation uh, over at Alabama plan out. Look, they have won titles before with quarterbacks that have been less than stellar. Jake Coker has won. Greg McElroy has won. Neither one of those guys were really outstanding talents. But for the most part, they protected the football. 
but those teams had better running games and more physical defenses and more physical run games. That's what's going to have to be in place for Alabama this year. If Alabama, and they know this, by by uh, by necessity, they're not going to be able to spread the ball out and attack. And even with Tua and last year with Bryce Young, they fell short because they were too reliant on the passing game and finesse. And I think that's gotten them to the point where they're so over-reliant on that that they've become just like other good teams and not a dominant team. And that's where they've slipped. And that's where I think in a roundabout way, it's going to help Alabama get back to their DNA, which is physical line of scrimmage. And then obviously we'll see where things develop at the quarterback position. It may not be enough to win a title, but their best chances is to match the physicality and the balance that Georgia has. That's how uh, I see it. A reminder again, LandryFootball.com is where you can get the best football information around from a coaching, scouting, and front office perspective. LandryFootball.com. Try it out for a month. Try it out for six months. But our football season sale is the best deal that we have going. Uh, Check it out today. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So long, everybody. We'll talk to you again next time.